You've been listening to Adam Air MD GED Underground Cartoon Therapy. Unless you just started listening to it, Adam Air MD GED Underground Cartoon Therapy. So you're listening to Adam Air MD GED Underground Cartoon Therapy. Hey, wake the fuck up! Did I scare you? Nah, just kidding. Alright, what's up dudes? This is a special ass fucking episode. I got my old buddy, old pal Josh in the fucking studio, man. And, uh, gotta tell you, dude, this motherfucker connects way on back into the deep, the deep punk roots. It's like the founder of a band called Foster Fox from uh, Denver. And if you know any Denver history, you know these guys were pivotal motherfuckers. Josh is a great motherfucker, man. We're going to find out what he's got to say tonight. And I know he's on to the mental health tip, so we're definitely going to be talking about some PTS fucking D. Somehow. Fuck yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by more Gorilla Glue than ever. I ain't gonna stop smoking Gorilla Glue now, man. I'm on the fucking Gorilla Glue. It's alright. Sometimes it is worth sticking around a good thing. If you got something good, maybe you should keep it. I don't know. If you can. Well, welcome the fuck back. I've been busy as fuck. My mom ain't been feeling great. But we're playing Thug Life. Right now, she's decimating my territories. Thanks, Mom. Oh, God. I'll get you back, Mom. (laughs) Got Mom coming up on the next episode. But for today, we're going to talk to Josh, who owns a fucking world-famous fucking chain reaction punk rock records in fucking West Colfax, located between downtown Denver and Golden worth the fucking journey, dude. Justin's cool as fuck. <laughs> I miss seeing these guys. <laughs> fuck yeah. Alright, guys. Fucking, let's go, uh, Tie one on show style. Stick around. Get your coffee. God damn it. Adam! Fucking Josh! What the fuck, dude? (laughs) (laughs) What's happening, dude? Dude, how long have we... How many years have we we been trying to get this fucking show together? Yeah, it's been... (laughs) Well, I guess we're doing the cool shit while we're fucking missing each other. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you fucking doing? What are you up to? I, I'm driving down West Colfax, jamming uh, Sepultura Chaos AD. Oh, I shit. Am, Fuck uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude. I just got a cup of coffee at 7-Eleven, and I'm at the stoplight behind uh, Lakewood's finest, Lakewood uh, Police. Lakewood, the Lakewood's finest, man. Holy shit. I haven't, I'm glad I don't have to see those guys. I'm drinking uh, Subway coffee you ever had a coffee from subway 
I can't say I have. It's fucking the most disturbing motherfucker I've ever had, but uh, I got to tell you, it's Good Morning America nonetheless, so I guess yeah. we're fucking rolling with that. Was <laughs> uh, it, uh, who has good coffee? Uh, what's that fucking, Del Taco has good coffee. Del Taco has good coffee? Yeah. <laughs> I would have never thought it, you know. <laughs> Dude, it's 7-Eleven. I like 7-Eleven coffee. I like it better than Starbucks, man. So I like 7-Eleven uh, coffee better, too, man. Plus, they got the cold brew sometimes, and you can get that shit. Yeah, for sure. I like, yeah, you know. It's weird. The 7-Eleven by my house, like, half the time they don't have the cold brew, so that's when I do end up going to Starbucks for the cold brew. There used to be, a, uh, you know, a mom-and-pop coffee shop between my house and the, and the record store, but... They moved it further down Colfax, probably better for their overall business, but not so good for, for me. So back to 7-Eleven coffee and occasionally Starbucks. The, the, were those guys like closer to Golden or the Capitol? Which direction did they move? They, they moved closer to the Capitol. They're still on West Colfax. They moved down to like Colfax and Wadsworth, kind of down by Walmart or whatever. It's hard but to... I'm, I'm, I'm up closer to, like, the record store is closer to Colfax and, and, and Kipling, and my house is Colfax and, and Sims, so we're, like, west-west Colfax. Oh, are you next to that fucking Long John Silver's by chance, dude? Oh, the, the Taco Bell Long John Silver's? Yeah, that's just right up the street from my house. You know I'm addicted to fucking Long John Silver's. Dude, they have... Shit, we're gonna, uh, <laughs> Dude, they have good fish, man. I know. Fish. It's fucking delicious, dude. It's so fucking good. Dude, I, I I don't know. They probably put a ton of sugar in it or something to make it so good and addictive. But yeah. I put their fish up there with like those uh, G&B, you know, fish house or whatever, man. Like, right? Let's go get a... Fish and chips. I'm like, sure thing. Let's go to Taco Bell, Long John Silver. I'm in. Dude, and not only that, but... <laughs> It, it, they have the best malt vinegar in the world. I don't yeah, know yeah. what their patented little malt vinegar secret is, but... Yeah, my, my uh, hypothesis there is they've just loaded everything up with, with sugar. <laughs> which, which sucks, because I am, like, really anti-sugar. I try to avoid sugar as much as, as possible. I know, it's but... Bad, it's <laughs> for you, man. The great white Satan... <laughs> yeah, it is, man. Like, it is, dude. You read the, the studies, you know, it's like more addictive than, or it's as addictive as, as cocaine and like all the shit that the uh, um, food industry was, was doing in the, in the 60s and, and 70s to make people think that it was the fat and foods that was bad for you and they were just pushing sugar and putting sugar and everything. And like, I mean, that's like, you know, you, you find these people that are addicted to their Coca Cola or addicted to their, um, Doritos, you know, like there's a fucking sugar in there. I mean, there is, it's in everything, man. And yeah, uh, you're right, dude. You know, it is fucking like this kind of overwhelming component. And then, like, even the drugs that you named off—that's what they're cutting the shit with. So you're like, yeah, <laughs> it's, sure. it's kind of like, well, if you're not getting away with it, are you? Like, <laughs> it's it's bad news bears. It obviously, does horrible shit to your your physical body. But what a lot of people don't realize is all the shit that it does to your to your mental health. Like uh, that's it. That, yeah, anybody that is struggling with with anxiety at all, cut out the fucking sugar, man. But then people, oh, but this is 
Yeah, and then sometimes you do actually just fucking need Dairy Queen, ironically. But you don't fucking yeah. you don't fucking need it all the time. And yeah, that's, that's it. I'm not saying that yeah. I don't treat myself once You got it. Yeah, you got to give the yeah. boost. You got to get the boost on. You know, it's okay to do legal drugs, and that's really all Dairy Queen and Long John Silvers and yeah, it, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's man. legal drugs, man, um, and coffee specifically from fucking Seven Elevens, fucking. Back alley Colombian ass, you know? (laughs) Those Yeah, dude. But you know what I was reading on a forum uh, was, uh, and it was actually a military forum a few years back because before I started doing the podcast, I knew when I did the podcast, eventually it was going to turn into this kind of PTSD story or guest relief kind of thing. And when yeah. they when it actually comes up, comes up, and it doesn't on every episode, it's nice. And the one thing I was reading uh, on this forum was pure, like when you add sugar, like grain sugar to coffee, that will trigger your PTSD out. Oh, and, I bet, man. And I didn't really put it together, and I had been like doing hand over fist, you know, since, uh, you know, 78 of just fucking, you know, sugar and sugar and not with this kind of East coast mentality, even about it, if you know what I'm talking about, kind of, but I, uh, I, you know, regardless, I was addicted to the shit. And after I read that and I, uh, and you were talking about star fucks where you have to go there sometimes if they don't have that cold brew and I was addicted to that. And I was like, well, I found out if I switched over to a caramel pump, y'all, it's not the direct sugar. It's just an added thing that has the sweetener in it. And it's a lot better on your blood system as opposed to adding the grain sugar into the drink and then mixing it. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Like the, the, the chemical composition of like the different ways you ingest foods. And in this case, you know, sugar is going to, uh, it's going to have different effects, like high fructose corn syrup. If we're talking about the, the sugar scale or whatever it is here, yeah. like high fructose corn syrup is absolutely fucking horrible for you. Great, um, you know, then like white sugar above that, and then your your uh, your raw, you know, grain sugar uh, above that. You know, there, there certainly is the is the scale there. You know, again, mm-hmm. high fructose corn syrup just being. I mean, that that shit should be outlawed. You know, they've done studies <laughs> on that shit. Yeah, you know, man. Like, Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't. I'm sure you you could go out and Google it right now and find some study that links it to cancer. Even you know, like oh yeah, it's just horrible shit. And like, look, you know, our our kids are the the, the generation of, of kids right now are the most whacked out kids there's ever been. You know, all on uh, antidepressants and anxiety meds and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, what do we do uh, to these my, guys? My own, <laughs> my own son and, and included. So this is something that's real you know, dear to me here, my own son, uh, on his anxiety meds that it took us forever to figure out what his health issues were. And it came back to anxiety, caused these stomach aches, it caused this acid reflux, it caused this cough, it caused... It's a chain reaction of side effects and shit. You know, and uh, it's really hard with a kid to tell them that you're cutting sugar out of their their diet, you know. And so it's been, you know, kind of baby steps and... uh, uh, 
some baby steps, but also some just rip the Band-Aid off, you know? Just oh, yeah. Just start reading the labels on everything and don't bring that stuff home, you know? And, like, you know, what is there to snack on? What is there for dessert? There's, you know, fruits and vegetables and veggie chips versus Doritos. And, you know, you look for the, the alternatives. And, There's options, know, yeah. It's, yeah, a, you know. It, it's been a struggle, man, with, 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 my, with my son. You know, he wants to go eat get ice cream it's summertime or you know go to this birthday party and have, have cake and whatnot but i really you know like my so my thing is don't bring that stuff into, into the house because you know you're gonna go to a birthday party you're gonna you know you're a kid i want you to enjoy those things but kind of take it back to like when i was a kid those things were treats you know like especially right. because of where i lived like out like uh even before i, I met you and like when i was a younger kid i lived 20 miles outside of Carbondale out in the, in the woods, you know? So mm-hmm. if we ran out of something, we were, we were out of it. So, yep. you know, the, my, my parents didn't, you know, they got a six pack of Pepsi or whatever, you know, and that was six Pepsis for a four person family. And we don't go to the grocery store again for another week, you know? So stuff like that was really uh, a, a treat, but yeah, that was the, that was the early eighties. And that's when, well, it was really the the seventies where, major shift uh, a lot of stuff to start turning over to, to, to processed foods and that's where all your sugars are and that's why the rain of I, yep yeah the rain of diet yeah. cola <laughs> that was the yeah, yeah. tab exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know in the 80s you know all the, the diet sodas and like what's it yeah they're nutrisweet mm-hmm. hey look there's no calories but it causes cancer <laughs> oh yeah yeah i've got i don't have a belly but uh i'm riddled with cancer not good <laughs> in that trade off Legalized drugs, y'all. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah man. And then you get into aspartame, you know. Mm-hmm. You know so they they got rid of the sweet. They said, "Oh, this shit caused cancer." They get into aspartame, I'm like what? And it's oh, fucking worse. It's worse. Yeah, and so there you go. Aspartame was the Food and Drug Administration wouldn't approve it for years, and then remember old Donald Rumsfeld. Oh yeah, he ends up on the on the on the Food and Drug Administration. He owned a bunch of steaks and whatever company was pumping out aspartame. So under his direction, they uh, they approved aspartame as as being safe uh, safe food additive. So Donald Rumsfeld is why you get aspartame in your your diet sodas, and then that causes fucking anal bleeding and dizziness and uh, all kinds of fucking shit, uh, colitis, Crohn's, blah blah blah. All your favorite fucking shit, right? The guy fucking just sat back and made a checklist, pretty much, and was like, yeah. "How can we infect the humans of this planet?" Yeah, that was. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Well, yeah, you, you get into some of it for sure, man. You, you have to do inventory. How, they're not just testing the shit, like you know. They test it on not just like they'll test it on anything living. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, that's you're, it. You're getting into like uh, population control conspiracies now and stuff. You know, and like mm-hmm. shifting into that. Yeah, that's all all fact. You know, mm-hmm. there it's not too hard to make the the leap to is that population control? Is that the reason organic foods are so expensive? Keep the poor people down. Keep their minds twisted out on on you know fucking sugar legalized crack. Keep them riddled with, with cancer and digestive disease and anxiety and. And you've got an enslaved population. You know what, man? And they wonder why fucking motherfuckers are out to lunch. You know? Yeah. It's just like, dude, uh, can you please uh, give us more reason to flip out as a society by shoving this shit in our face and not giving us the fucking, you know, options? It's just DIY. It promotes anarchy, punk rock. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're yeah. going to fucking rebel. <laughs> See, there's like, uh, like when I first started, because I had my own, own health issues is how I started diving into all this stuff. And mm-hmm. like, when I, when I became woke to, to the evils of, of sugar, man, I, there's these images, like, I remember being at the, at the grocery store and seeing these people's grocery cart, and these people were, 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 were uh, grossly overweight. We're talking, you know, probably under 300 pounds. And the, gro- the grocery cart's full of Cheetos and chips and fucking frozen ice creams and all this shit, two-liter bottles of soda, and their baby. Baby was uh, still in, in, in diapers, you know, sitting in the front of the grocery cart. So I'm going to assume the baby probably, maybe it could walk, I'm going to say it was a year and a half, two years old, uh-huh. with a one-liter bottle of Mountain Dew that it was just chugging. Oh my god! I'm like that's fucking child abuse. Man. It is. It, it really is. Abuse. It is, man. Kids you're under poisoning that kid. Yeah, man. There's no, no <laughs> shot. If you're if you're fueling that kid up on fucking Mountain Dew at a year and a half old, gets addicted to that. I mean, that that kid is going to be 300 pounds by the time he's 13 years old. It's it's fucking disgusting, man. And uh, <laughs> besides, yeah, like, it's just the most absurd shit you've ever heard, dude. You know, it's like yeah. straight up legal child abuse too, y'all. It, it is, you know? man. Oh god, I was you know, you know, I was like, just like reading about that the other day, man. Yeah, you can't you can't smoke weed legally until you're 21. But hey, if you want to give your baby fucking a liter bottle of Mountain Dew. Cheers to you. Yeah, that just shows, uh, you know. <laughs> it's fucked up, dude. Yep, and Trump's sitting there back there with a fucking Big Mac for everybody, you oh, know. Yeah. It's... If you like, look up the sugar content in a fucking Big Mac, it's insane. Oh, insane. man. Ugh. It's like, I, I, I want to say it's... Uh, in, in the hundreds of, of grams of, of, of sugar, where like the, the World Health Organization suggests that you you, uh, I, I think it was seventy five grams what the World Health Organization suggested, no more than seventy five grams in, in a day, which is basically a can of soda. And there's people that crush two liter bottle, six pack of soda easily. Oh in yeah. A day. Oh, I can. I could still. Yeah, man. If I wanted to, and yeah, dude, I. You know, I still will do like a one liter a day, y'all. I, I, I can't. I, I've, I've I, been off sugar so long that when I taste the soda now, I'm like, that's fucking disgusting. It just makes me want to drink again because I felt like all I did was shift gears, dude. And I went from liquor and uh, beer. I still won't do beer, man. But now I just want to. Beer is fucking gnarly, man. I mean. Yeah, I want to do fucking gin, though. Long time now, but. Uh, <laughs> But, but beer, there's so much sugar in it. Like, why are you hung over, you know? I know. Shitty beer, because there's so much fucking sugar in it, man. Yeah, you're just sugared out. It's a sugar, it's the sugar end, man. But that, uh, and the PBR, you know, that was that fucking... Yeah, and, yeah, and <laughs> it, it, it's worse with the, with the cheaper beers, which uh-huh. you grew up drinking, right? You know, Schlitz, PBR, fucking Black Label, Olympia, whatever, dude. Like, this is... It's fucking... It's, I'm thinking of it as we're talking about this, and I'm thinking Bud Light, so fucking disgusting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't do it. I could never do Bud Light, dude. I fucking just was just like, nope. <laughs> I didn't know what everybody was thinking, but uh, I, uh-uh. And then I felt that way about uh, Coors Light, too, man. 
I was like, everybody's strung out on this shit. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh man, tall cans of Coors Light. I was like, you know, Rocky Flats plutonium bases downstream yeah. from this place, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like it's right, right there. It's man. right there. It's right. It's five miles up the road. I don't know if people like. Dude, <laughs> even know that know. <laughs> uh, we played a show out near there a, a while back and I, I was talking like there's so many new people that have moved to the state and stuff I'm like does anybody realize that you know we're at the Rocky Flats Bar and Grill does anybody know what Rocky Flats is and everyone's like no I'm like well there's a that the bar that we're at right here is using bottled water for a reason. the reason they're using gallon jugs of water when you ask for a glass of water because it's the fucking, they used to, uh... Jesus. I don't even know what the words are, but they enrich plutonium down the fucking... Oh, my or God. Uranium, uranium, rather. Dude, and, uh, I'm sorry I'm laughing so hard, man. I just know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a fucking history, you all. It, yeah, I encourage you to go do the history on Rocky Flats, plutonium base... Uh, they called it the, like, environmental something. I can't remember what the proper fucking title was, but uh, yeah. the hippies would come out there, and just how much acid was in their piss alone, these hippies coming out of Boulder, mixed yeah. with that plutonium. Yo, you're drinking that Coors Light, okay? Don't forget. You know, that... Dude, it, 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 <laughs> It, it was so bad out there that it was the federal government, who usually doesn't give a fuck, mm-hmm. came in and, and shut them down. They're like, you guys are out of control here. Environmental protection agencies shit. Yeah, or, yeah. get it. You're enriching the uranium for the the warheads without we want to build, but uh-huh. you guys are fucking slopping this shit all over the place. And remember, oh, yeah. there's all kinds of uh, uh, court cases and... and, and uh, uh, they started building houses out near there, and the people started uh, coming down with, with with cancer. Leukemia was rampant, and um, you know a bunch of that was settled out of court, and then it just went quiet for years. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, it was like a year or two ago, we heard that a friend of ours was buying a house out there. And they're, oh yeah, we're buying this new house, or it's, we're having it built. Yeah, by Rocky Flats. I'm like. What the fuck? Do Why? You, do you remember what that was all about? Yeah, but that was, you know, that was 20 years ago. It's probably fine now. No, you know it's not. <laughs> it's like a Twinkie fucking doesn't even deteriorate in 20 years, bro. What makes you think yeah. that uranium shit is going to fucking treat your nuts fucking kind when you get there, okay? Yeah, like, dude, it's, it's not good. You know, it's not a good thing. It. There's a reason people came from all over to protest that motherfucker. Yeah, like, but houses are cheap out there. You can have a custom house. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) (laughs) Radon loves you, you know? Yeah. (laughs) It's fucked up, man. It reminds me of Bart Simpson looking at that bum in his basement and going, you know what Radon is? And he goes, no. And he goes, good (laughs) night. It's like, dude, (laughs) you don't know what it is. And well, it, radon's another one of those things that, remember, uh, late 80s into the early 90s, everybody was all freaking worked up about radon. Uh-huh. Now we don't, nobody talks about it anymore. I'm like, well, guess what? It didn't go away. Yeah, dude, that wasn't that long ago, man. And yeah. This shit lasts hundred. it's hundreds of years. Go do the science study on it. It fucking will not eradicate for 500 years minimum. Dude, we used to, uh, you know, during that, that time, early 90s, I was, 
building new houses up in in Aspen and, and Snowmass, and uh, we'd have to put in these uh, these radon systems, which were a fucking joke. So all it was is you know the excavators came in and and, and leveled the the plot, and then they came in and you know and they lay the gravel and get it ready for the concrete guys. But before the concrete guys pour their concrete, before they pour the slab. You know, the, the plumbers would come in and, and lay their pipe, anything, the, you know, the waste pipe or whatever that was going to be under underground. Yeah. But we'd come in and do these, uh, basically, I, I want to say it was, I think, three-inch PVC pipe, just like the plumbers would use. We'd drill holes in it and then just kind of lay this grid down on the on the slab, and we'd call that a, a radon system. And I remember, you know, here I was just out of high school. I was fairly sharp, but I'm not a fucking scientist or anything. I'm like... So we're thinking that the radon is going to come up out of the ground and it's going to go into this pipe because of the, the holes that we drilled into it. But uh, then where is it going to go? Because this isn't connected to anything. There's nothing sucking it or blowing it. I'm like, this is this is fake. Like, this doesn't really do anything. Yep, but that's code. That's what we got to do. And then... The, oh, so my God. I didn't even... I've never even heard anything that, like that. They they were totally ridiculous. They didn't really do anything. It was wow! Tell the homeowner that we put in this radon system. Damn! The radon system is three inch PVC pipe with holes in it, and it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Fucking weird. <laughs> it's well, I mean, okay, <laughs> so it's just a scam. So the people are really that they think they're being protected and. Yeah. It's a big conspiracy unveiler you just unloaded, right? It's, yep. <laughs> that's cool. It's nice to get that one out there, y'all. Whoever, you know, for the people <laughs> listening, because now I'm at, Josh, we're at like 1,100 listeners right now. Damn, really? Yeah, man. After, uh, well, I, Kim asked me on the Elegant Goofball episode, y'all, when I started, the actual date was like March 30th. And it was right at that point of, uh, sanity breaking after the virus came out from boredom yeah. <laughs> and uh and you, you know i was like i can't draw anymore and it was like i'm 43 years into cartooning man my whole life has revolved around you know cartooning and i just for the first time i didn't feel it and i i thought Damn. it was just such a unique experience that i just wanted to translate it into this kind of thing we're talking about right now where it's Hey, this is the real shit. This is what's affecting your mental health. These are the things in the world that are like, you know, they're not going to tell you like this. You're going to tune into some fucking, you know, uh, it doesn't matter what kind of network it is. It seems to have some fucking MO and it's not usually in your favor. You know, I could sit here yeah. and be like, yeah. oh, it's cabal, it's rightist, it's leftist, it's, it's fucking all of it, man. You know, and if it's got any kind of fucking MO on it. It's not punk, and I don't want to do anything that's not fucking punk rock because everybody can fuck off, <laughs> you know. So this shit is the real, y'all. Like the Rocky Flats, the fucking scamming with the fucking obviously EPA's a fucking scam. Yeah, you know it's all fucking uh, you know bullshit. They've been you know that's why like it's easy for me, you know, to be like believing ancient things like. You know, uh, Nibiru, which I believe is, you know, here right now. And then, uh, you know, the planet being ran by reptilians. And <laughs> yeah. And I've had some episodes about it, too, man. But, you know, who, do, who, who puts a thousand grams of sugar in, you know, a fucking hamburger? 
like you said, Andon yeah. feeds it to a little baby. And you know motherfuckers are feeding fucking... Away. <laughs> that information's right there at everybody's fingertips, but driving up Colfax to get here past McDonald's, and there's a fucking... The line for the drive through is wrapped all the way around the building, backed up under Colfax. It's pathetic. Man. It's fucking, yeah, it's, it's fucking At, at gross, least man. go to fucking Wendy's, dude. Jesus. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, for sure, man. You know? It's, it's frozen, man. Yeah, dude, it's only fucking two <laughs> blocks more up, and everybody's sucking that fucking, sucking those golden arch dicks. You, you know? know? I mean, <laughs> it's a double you, dick. You, you, you <laughs> get into the, you know, the whole meat-eating debate set aside, but you go to, like, uh, Good Times as a, as a Colorado chain, all their, their meat is locally raised, grass-fed. You know, that you can you know, you can run that. You can have a burger joint and do it the, the, the right way, or you can just fucking go out of your way to, to poison people. Yeah, man. And, you know, I just figured these guys just sit in these, you know, secret chambers that run all this shit, and they just put the time and energy into how they're going to decimate us one level at a time. Oh, for sure. And I mean, you go to Burger it, King and get the Impossible Whopper. Like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm meat free. I'm eating the Impossible Whopper. <laughs> Look at the ingredients in that fucking thing, man. Mm-hmm. You, you tell me that it's any better than the, it, other than you despair the animal's life. How's that any better than the fucking? It's it's not. They taste good though. Those Impossible Whoppers are tasty, but deadly. Deadly. You know what though, man. Uh, I don't know where I was going to go. Just <laughs> I had a total brain fart. You know what? I was just like, um, with uh, how um, this all leads into revealing, and um, I felt like they with the virus, it keeps us apart on purpose from communicating directly. And that was the one thing we had growing up, you and I, just to shift gears kind of into the music and to take all that that we just talked about, which obviously we've known about since dead Kennedy days. Yeah. You know what I mean? These guys have been telling us since Dick was telling us in Subhumans. Everybody's been telling us, you know. Uh, we we ended up writing the shit. Um, but, you know, without the... The, the ability to go to that show and to communicate, you know, and that thing gets lost in time. And now with a, a virus, which obviously seems man-made, uh, I'm not going to sit here and say it's fake because I actually do know a guy that hustled with me out in uh, Brooklyn and uh, he died from it. Um, and he was like this big old military dude, you know, and so it don't matter how big you are <laughs> or anything like that. Uh, and it was real. And, uh, you know, it's a difficult thing to fucking talk about, but the way it's just kind of, you know, specifically broke up the fucking music scene. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it broke up the music scene, which is generally made up of the free thinkers, artists, et cetera. Yeah, but, uh, that's it. Yeah. You know, they've, they've gone out of their way to bring back sports. Mm-hmm. You know, the, you know, the, the collective conspiratorial day. Well, there's human trafficking in that, so you got to have that. Oh, yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, bring back the, our, our gladiator matches. We want, we, want, we want blood. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, music and, and art is, is, you know, still on, on hopefully just on, on pause. 
I like how it's these guys who are always against this shit to begin with calling the shots about fucking how we can't do it now. I just think yeah. it's like, you know what? If you can fucking play football, dude, you can go see fucking uh, a show at Bar Bar again. You know, or fucking whatever. I don't even know if that bar's there anymore. I haven't been there in a minute, but... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's still there. Yeah, good. Yeah, we, so, we, you know, that show we played out by Rocky Flats was like one of the first shows to happen in, in, in Denver again. And it was, uh, yeah. you know, this COVID responsible show. Everybody's temperature was taken on the way in and everybody had to wear masks. And, uh, you know, it, it, it seemed okay. I'm like, okay, this, this makes sense. You know, I, we talked about it as a band. Do we feel comfortable playing the show and whatever? And like, well, they're taking all the, the right precautions and everybody was kind of encouraged to, to stay at their, their table and, um, and whatnot, you know, stay with your crew, whatever. And all that kind of worked until about 10 p.m. By 10 p.m., you know, when people had had eight Bud Lights, you know, or or their their Jack and Cokes uh-huh. ice made from Rocky Flats water. So by then, you know, everybody's all all buzzed. The masks are coming off. Everybody's hugging and you know, then spitting their their beer breath all over each other. COVID COVID laced beer breath and like. <laughs> We ended up cutting out early. I was like, you know, I gotta go. Like this, I don't no longer feel real comfortable here. You know, like it was, it started getting a little, little weird. Yeah. And uh, you know, hats off to the guys that threw it together and, and tried to uh, make it happen. But you know, the, the, the to get to the bathroom, you had to to cut through the bar area. And like I said at the beginning of the of the evening. You know, the bar, everybody was all kind of spaced out, you know, mm-hmm. like, later in the night, I'd go take a leak, you'd go cut through the, the bar, and everybody's all sweaty, hugging on each other, ah, COVID for everyone! <laughs> like, yeah, this, this is no good. No, man. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> um, I was talking to Matt, man, you know, I wanted to get him on the show, too, because I think he just has so much to talk about but he was talking about pbr street gang oh yeah and uh which led into cluster fucks and then you know all this other shit because he didn't he didn't recognize me when he saw me you know and i and i was like i knew it was him but i couldn't put my finger in it's been like a long time dude and i was like i'm crack owl and then he fucking was like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) and uh I just, man, the days of these shows, man. Do you have any, I guess I wanted to kind of shift gears again and talk about ancient times and maybe like, you know, if you had, uh, you know, I, you know, first like the transition into like you opening up a shop, Chain Reaction, I wanted you to talk about uh, the store for a minute. Yeah. And so the, the, the shop, you know, plus fucks would be out on, on tour or whatever. And, you know, whether in Minneapolis, we'd go to Extreme Noise, or in SoCal, we'd go to Radiation Records and Doctor Strange, Singles Going Steady. Oh, yeah. Uh, even Las Vegas, you go to uh, Cash for Chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the thing was, like, we're like, man, these all these, uh, these states, you know, in California has several, you know, Amoeba Records. It has these destination record stores that are like, oh, when you go there, make sure you check this place out. And... It, Denver didn't really have that. Wax Tracks was that place for for a long time, but uh, you know, they, 
as, as, as punk and metal continue to, to change and evolve or whatever, yeah, um, they, they didn't really keep up with what was what was going on, you know. I mean, their their focus was in other places, which is totally fine. Mm. Um, but it, it got to be like, man, we really need a place where you walk in and there's just you, you walk into Radiation Records and there's you know a hundred punk rock and metal T-shirts, not not 20 or not five or 10, you know, and like, yeah, it, it's just all punk and metal and you can, you, you have to be careful in there. It's not like, you walk <laughs> in the store like, Oh, I couldn't find anything. Uh-huh. And go, oh shit. What I couldn't I that. find? Yeah. Yeah. I got to narrow it down and then, you know, I can only afford so much mm-hmm. and like, we, we need to do that. There's my buddy, uh, Val who really was kicking me in the butt. He's like, I had, had different business plans that I'd drawn up or a record store several times over the years, but never really, obviously never pulled the trigger. I was more into doing, uh, running distros and doing eBay sales and blah, blah, blah. All that was kind of all I was, I was doing up to that point. And and I had gotten to the point where, you know, I, uh, I was working at this, this this place, and it was right next door to the to the Ark. And I got to know the guy that stocked the all the records and tapes in the, in the Ark, and he knew what I was looking for. So he would right. text me when you know punk or, or metal came in. I would go over there one day, and somebody got rid of their entire death metal cassette collections. So oh, nice! He's like, hey, there's a bunch of uh, '80s hair metal over here. Go over and pick up all the, the, the choir riot motley crew and everything and so I, I was just amassing all this stuff and then just waiting Collections. for the next uh, yeah yeah just waiting for the next record swap to come up There's a lot of the stuff i already had or maybe i personally wasn't into the band or whatever but, right and so when uh you know val's the one that went out and got us our, our business license and and he's like we got a business license now we got to find a, a storefront i'm like oh shit and i found mm. a storefront and so all that stuff from my, my garage was like, here we go. Here's our, our used record um, section. When you uh, went, it, I just want to ask real fast, when you were looking for the storefront, was that difficult out at that time? Uh, no, it, 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 it wasn't really. It was more about like, where did, where did we want to put the store? Like we go South Broadway into, into uh, you know, w- which was real especially at that time, real hip. Like, we go to South Broadway, we will have a lot of uh, walk-in traffic, uh, but rent is going to be really steep, and that's about, you know, 10 miles from, you know, Val lived out by me on this side of town. It's about yeah. 10 miles from where, where we live. And we both have kids in school, and, like, are we going to be able to get downtown and back, uh, you know, easily, you know, conveniently? And the answer to that was, was, was no. And uh, it's like, all right, so we, we probably want to be on on West Colfax because that way there there's there are there is some traffic. Let's find a place where there's a bus stop in front of it. Yeah. And at that time, West Colfax wasn't uh, the, the 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 boom on West Colfax hadn't started yet, and it's still. I remember that. <laughs> so there were a lot of empty empty storefronts. Mm-hmm. So we 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 found one in, the, in this old building. That uh, it wasn't like a a, uh, um, a a property company or whatever that owned it. it was owned by the lady whose dad built the building in 1949 or whatever. Oh yeah. And uh, so it you were like 
that's that's the place. And we, we moved into this tiny little place, and that was part of the original idea, too. You know, it wasn't much bigger than a than somebody's, like, walk-in closet. But, you know, it was, it was, it was a lot of risk to opening a, a business, especially a record store, you know, six years ago. And I was like, look, you know, the, the rent is right. Even if we don't do any business between the two of us, even without putting a, a hole in our own wallets, we could each chip in and still cover the rent. So that, but we, man, we packed that place. And, uh, that's fucking awesome. We, you know, we, we outgrew it very quickly. And, uh, the, the building that we're in, there was a, a unit on the, on the end that was about four or five times the size of, of uh, the, the unit that we were in. But, uh, a, a couple of different stores had been through there. And then, uh, this one kind of antique store that was in our building, they, they scooped it up. I, I saw a for rent sign in the window, like, whoa, the big unit on the end is available. And uh, so I cruised down there the next day, and the, and the sign was out of the window already. And I found out that the, the lady that ran the antique store, she scooped it up for her son who wanted to open, like, a collectible toy store. So he had it for about a week. He got drunk, ran into somebody. And, and took off, so hit and run. So all of a sudden, this, this kid that's supposed to be running the store is in a whole bunch of trouble. And it was a toy store. Yeah, and they're like, "Hey, we have the, the, the lease on this. Will you, will you uh, sublet it from us?" And and that was you know 24 hours after I had um, tried to get the spot myself. So it went from uh, like, "Oh man, there's potential," to "Nope, it's gone." To boom, back in my lap within 24 hours. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, hell yeah, we're on it. So yeah. the only thing was that we still had the, the lease on our old space, but luckily the rent down there, we only had to, to float that one for, for two months before somebody else took over our old space. That's not bad. And that wasn't for, bad. For, yeah, for, so for two months, we basically had two leases. Bite the bullet. We moved, yeah. yeah, we moved into the new spot and uh, just started packing it out, man. And, you know, my... Uh, Every year, I try to set goals with with the shop, and um, not just financial goals, but you know certain things I want to be able to accomplish. And we, we've hit all those; we've grown financially year over year. And then this year, going into into the year, I was like, "This is the year we, we take over." Yeah. And I was like, "This is the year we um, we become nationally known." We all we were kind of getting there. Like this is where I put some money into advertising on a national level. We get an online store up so we can uh, get out there a bit. Um, we 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 look for different opportunities to, to partner with like-minded folks to promote our promote our business as as, as well as, as theirs. And uh, all of a sudden, COVID hit. <laughs> so like, oh. But we didn't we didn't really lose much momentum with that. So COVID hit. It did give me an opportunity to. Uh, build out the, the Discog store. One of my, my things with that was like, we were always kind of against using it because one of the things is like, we, a lot of record stores put all their killer shit up on, on Discogs and you go into their shop and they don't have as much. We took the opposite approach said, um, we're not going to put the used stuff up on Discogs, only new stuff that we can get again fairly easily. And uh, if we do put up any used stuff, it'll just be stuff that's sat here for a while we want to try to to move it um so we did that and they, the disc kept us afloat during the you know the month and a half that we had to be closed 
I was doing enough in, in weekly discog sales to, to not cover the rent, but I could pay my other bills. Luckily, the landlord let us uh, feed on the, the rent a little bit. And then when we reopened our doors, man, it was slammed. And, it, and it's been busy since. And so now, you know, my, uh, you know, domination plan, we, we do have ads and, and razor cake. Uh, we got... Nice. Um, Teamed up with uh, New York Hardcore Chronicles to sponsor over there. I'll be on the New York Hardcore Chronicles uh, tomorrow. Uh, um, I was on there a couple weeks ago. That they always running our banner and stuff and talking about our, our plug in our shop. And then every couple of weeks, I jump on and and do a quick little five minute interview. What's going on in the shop? So I'll be on there tomorrow. Uh, nice. I've got the uh, just this week. I put up our our big cartel shop. Uh, again, some people are uh, don't are intimidated by discogs. They don't really get it. Big cartel, they're a little, you know, they're used to stuff like that a little bit more. And big cartel allows me to sell stuff other than just records. I can put patches and hats and punk rock, you know, spikes and studs and all the books. It's an actual punk rock shop. Yeah. So I, I, I launched that this week. There's, I don't know, there's probably about 100 items in there, and I'll continue to add to it almost daily as soon as I, I get that built out to where I'm, I feel pretty good about it I'll I'll run some paid ads on it and, and get some uh some exposure for it but I've already you know it's been up like three days and two of the three days I've, I've actually sold stuff through it already so I feel pretty good about that um but yeah I mean the shop is always the, the model of the shop has always been any money that we make goes back into the shop. We're not taking any any money home from this. It all goes back in. We keep building it out because I, I want it. To I love be, it. I want it to be known like extreme noise, like Doctor Strange. My goal is to be recognized on the same level as Doctor Strange. They've got about twenty years on us, but uh, we'll catch up. I like that you got the ambition and the DIY prowess. And, uh, oh yeah, dude! I got like guerrilla <laughs> tactics, man. The whole DIY thing, like. Oh my God! You got it in. Get, get in the trenches, man. You got the, the cards. Make things happen. And you're super intelligent, dude. And it's refreshing. And uh, the last guest I had too, she is a uh, Karina Klein. She was a she is a punk rock model, and she's like in a similar position as you, you know, and uh, just not in that retail thing, but as a artist you know and uh i just like the diy that i've been getting on the show lately and i like how punk rock the show's been going and uh i want to thank you for your time and you know being on here man you, sounds great oh yeah for sure dude. good to catch up too man and uh you had a lot of shit to say and that ambition y'all um you know josh we go back uh long time partying when we were kids out in Carbondale <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know that was a uh, uh, universe ago man and um, it was man that's, that's, that's wild it was a, a long time ago sometimes it feels like it wasn't that long ago but then I, I think back and look at pictures and I'm like that was so long ago well when you put it in contrast to the virus kind of eradicating time altogether uh, and, yeah. and just like stopping it, <laughs> you know, and, and it becomes irrelevant. It suddenly feels like you're floating in space in a way. So I guess it just, you know, one at one moment, it seems like it lasts forever. And then another moment, you look back at it and you can think about it in one second. 
you know? Yeah. And just be like, damn, that was it. <laughs> you know, so you're leaving your legacy of brutality, as it were. I want to ask if yeah. I can, uh, you know, send you some comics to hustle. And, oh, yeah, uh, absolutely, man. I would love that, man, just to be like, because the one thing I had going on at that time, you remember Stale Ink? Yeah. And I have a Stale Ink episode where I found one of the artists and brought him back, you know. Oh, no way, that's badass. Come yeah, on. you can go back and check that out after I uh, send you this or whatever. But um, this, uh, at that time, you know, I was hustling Denver hard, man, with the comics. And it was at a point where... People wanted to see, you know, smut on a regular basis. <laughs> and I was coming in, I was coming in in aces. So, you know, um, yeah, aces high, man. Denver is a good place on that end. Sounds like still is a platform for you and you have the history. You've played with fucking thousands of fucking bands out there, dude. You know. It's like you know the history, you know. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing, you know. That's what you know really helped the shop too. Is like touring around and playing with bands and knowing guys that run distros and record labels and that own some of the other record shops that we aspire to be like. And the guys that are in the in the band, you know, like yeah, uh, it, it's fucking cool, you know. It, it all comes uh and now we're you know part of our domination plan is uh we've been working on the chain reaction records record label and we've put out a few uh cassette releases but we got some vinyl coming out we're working with uh um i can't really announce it till tomorrow i don't think but uh i'll give you a hint though we're putting out a record for uh a band out of new york that is uh ex-members of of trout and uh so that that's gonna be pretty exciting. So yeah, I'm supposed to talk about that on the New York Hardcore Chronicles tomorrow because the thing is, I got turned on to these guys by listening to an early episode of the New York Hardcore Chronicles and like, wow, it's X Kraut and their band sounds really killer. There's like more of a, you know, there's a Sabbath influence in it. It's heavy, you know, like, and hook, you know, got a copy of their their CD. And I was like, hey, do you guys have this on vinyl? And they're like, no, we we didn't put it out on vinyl. So I was talking to my brother. As we were talking about, hey, this year we need to put out a, a bigger record, um, you know, get get some traction with the record label. I was like, you guys uh, want to do a record with us? We'll, we'll put out your record on vinyl. And they're like, yeah, let's do it. So, yeah, that, that was pretty cool. That does sound fucking awesome, man. You've done a lot, man. You got uh, <laughs> You got a portfolio, dude. It's pretty rad. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty... Thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's it's pretty wild, you know, like dense history. I mean, you know, yeah, dude. I man, I remember when uh, just in the in the days when we all just started playing out more and started forming our music. Because I remember we went from party stage to and then the next developing, you know, what from watching bands to being bands, yeah, and then from being bands to being energy and then being history, you know. And that's that's it. It runs off that shit. Without it, we're kind of in this state of de- destitution, you know. So I like how you're able to operate still. Yeah, you've always got to move move forward, you know. And that's like, like you got to have a plan. You got to have, you know, it sounds corny, but you got to have, have goals. You always got to you got to aspire to do better tomorrow than you, you did today, you know. Whether 
your your personal life, your professional life, whatever it is. And so that's always my my motivator. And that's how I lay in bed that night thinking about that and like, you know, okay, what are we going to do different and better this year than we did last year? How do we keep moving forward? It's pretty amazing, man. That's what we want. It's what we need. Dude, I got to wrap it up here, man. Are you cool with this show? Yeah, sounds killer, man. I like it. I'll, I'll connect with you and get you a couple of songs. Um, like I said, I think the easiest would be the uh, songs we have up on, on Bandcamp, and there's some of the newest uh, songs. Okay. You know, so they, they would work really well. Yep, just throw me uh, throw me a, t- a couple titles, man. I'll uh, open and close it by the time these guys hear it. It's already done. Pretty awesome, man. Excellent. Thank you, dude. Right on, dude. Thank you for being a part of this uh 72 hour hold yeah, because it took so long to, to connect like last week i was like hey let's do it friday and as i, as I was driving to lake mcconaughey in, in nebraska and i was like i'll just do it while i'm driving that'll be super convenient except i get into my, my truck and like my phone is dead my charger doesn't fucking work so i stop at some truck stop buy another charger that one doesn't work and I figured out that it was a fuse that had blown and so I was like, I can't even tell them that I can't make it because my phone's dead. And like, but uh, <laughs> thanks for understanding, man. <laughs> no, it's cool, man, dude. You know what? Uh, there's a lot of times when I just can't match up either, you know. And uh, and currently, you know, it's just we're we're all adults here, dude. We're doing shit, you know. And uh, I'm doing this show as a form of community service. After living so gluttonously off my own underground comics for so long, and uh, <laughs> just kind that's of awesome, man. <laughs> that's what keeps it all alive, man. It's people like you doing stuff like this, man. Yeah, that's what I feel like too. I want people to know they're not alone, too, man. And they don't—they're not the only ones that feel this way. And especially if they are like uh, into the same sh- uh, lifestyle, we're into punk and metal and that whole thing. And y'all, if you're in fucking Denver, uh, get a hold of Josh, man, you know, and... Uh, Come on down, 8799 West Colfax. Come Take on down. <laughs> Can't beat it. <laughs> I love the it. The largest selection of punk, hardcore, metal in the Rocky Mountains. Do you have toys at your shop, man? Well, yeah, we have some, you know, we've got, uh, you know, like some Kiss guys and... Uh, you know, from the animated movie Heavy Metal, some of those figures, and then no, that's the cool. Super Seven reaction uh, action figures that keep coming out. They're doing the you know the Slayer figures and Venom. And, Always nice, uh, yeah. King Diamond and he's all, all the, over the fucking guys. board, man. That guy is. Yeah, he does all the cool shit. Yeah. So yeah, we carry all that stuff. Awesome, it's fucking awesome, dude. I just wanted to check that out real fast before I let you go because I'm a toy fiend, you know. Yeah, and we're the the only uh, independent skate shop on uh, the west side of town. You, you, you can march your happy little butt into Zoomy and Mall, <laughs> but the real the real deal's here. Go hang out with the real dudes. Go hang out with the real boys, man. All right, Josh, fucking wrapping it up, bro. And enjoy the Rockies, right man. On, Adam, man. Appreciate it, dude. You be good, man. Be safe. Yeah, bye. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Love you, bro. Love you too, man. Be good. You too. Bye. Bye. That was fucking awesome, Josh. Thanks for being with me today, dude. Damn, man. You're a smart motherfucker. Holy shit, dude. I guess I uh, 
just never realized that you were so fucking IQ-y and shit, dude. That's pretty cool. All right, guys. Fucking Josh is an entrepreneur. The guy fucking does his shit. He takes care of his fucking family. His brother fucking Justin is equally as awesome and smart and fucking does his shit. These guys are fucking rad, man. Colorado holds some legendary fucking friends for me, man. That's It's just the land that I didn't agree with. The land's fucking cursed, dude. I'm sorry, man. And it's more cursed than fucking anywhere I've ever been in my life, dude. And the people there are just so fucked in the fucking head. And I don't know if it's because they're in the middle of nowhere. And now since the great weed scam, you know, who knows. Anyway, Josh and Justin and a handful of these fucking punks and grindcore motherfuckers really made it worthwhile, dude. Uh, We fucking tied one on. We went through all of our uh, (laughs) punk rock growth together. (laughs) I was raising my kid too, man, and I was still just a single gutter punk fucking dad. I'm glad uh, Josh has it more together with his kids. Anyway, guys, Stick around, dude. We got more shit coming up. Still got the Steve Labor thing coming on. I got Lil's Kills. <laughs> if you guys like some fucking... People who hunt fucking pedophile vigilante action, I got more of that shit coming up with a fucking Minpin Chihuahua mix. That's the next episode. That was my doggy. I want to thank all you guys for all your patronage. Keep it fucking rolling, Rock. (laughs) Fuck yeah, man. Clusterfucks, dude. This song's called How Dare You. How dare you, motherfucker. You son of a bitch. Goddamn. Alright, come on back, y'all. You're listening to Adamair, M.D., G.E.D. <laughs> Underground Cartoon Therapy. Do. <laughs>